a faith-based community of people that are having conversations about what their true calling is. You might be in a position right now where you might be called to go to a different church, or you might be called to relinquish some power and bring on somebody else to take on something and maybe be delegating more of what you have been good at for years so that you can go do the things that you're extraordinary at. You're gifted. God's calling you to a different level, but you're holding on to something that's good because you're scared of what it's going to be like to take a risk. So we're going to talk about, you know, what are some of the dreams, the things that you'd like to be and do and have, and what are some of the hard choices? What are some of the sacrifices? What are some of the investments that you need to make to live your extraordinary life? Welcome, my friend. This is the weekend edition of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, this is Weekend Edition number 13, and this week has been fantastic with my good friend and peak performance coach. I love saying peak performance, even though I'm a little ways from peak performance, but I like saying it anyway. He has been with us since last Saturday, and today we wrap up our series with him, and we have a great conversation today, but here's what I want to ask you. Pastor, I want to ask you this. If you knew you couldn't fail, right? We've all heard this question before, but I'm going to put a time limit on it. If you knew you couldn't fail, what would you love to accomplish by January 1st, 2023? So picture yourself on New Year's Day. You did whatever, you know, for New Year's Eve, and now it's New Year's Day. It's going to be a Sunday, by the way. New Year's Day, January 1st, 2023. It's a Sunday and you stand before your people, and you say to them, what? Or you get up that morning, and as you're getting ready, you say to your wife, I did it. I can't believe I did it. It's January 1st, and this is what I accomplished. This was the goal that I set. This was the thing that I wanted to do, that I wanted to see happen, that I wanted to make become a reality, and today it is. What would that be? Is it the restoration of a relationship? Is it a physical project at your house? Is it an intellectual pursuit? Is is it a group endeavor with other people? Is it a new ministry? Is it paying down debt? Is it getting healthier? Is it running a marathon? Is it three months in a row of getting yourself to a spot in your relationship with God that you've just never been. You've you've always desired it, you've always wanted it, but you've never resolved to do it. We're going to talk about resolving today. You've never resolved to do it. What do you want to be true on Sunday, January 1st, 2023? So as Dave and I wrap this up today, I just want to remind you that coming soon, we're going to put together the very first Coaching for Pastors Mastermind. It's going to be capped at 15 pastors. I don't want any more than that in this first group. And I'm so excited to see what a group of like-minded pastors, just normal pastors. There's nobody high-powered here. There's nobody that's going to be head and shoulders above any other because, you know, when we get together as pastors, the ground is level. It's level because we're all there with Jesus. But I want you to be thinking about this group that's going to start at the end of the summer, this mastermind. 
that's going to start at the end of the summer. And I want you to be thinking ahead because if you are going to be a part of it, I want you to dream. I want you to think, what can I accomplish by January 1st? I'm doing that. I'm involved in that dream right now. Because the truth is, Pastor, sometimes we just don't dream anymore. Sometimes we just don't expect much. Sometimes we settle, right? We just settle. God doesn't want us to settle. This isn't about hype and promotion and getting more money in your offerings or more people in the seats. It's about partnership with like-minded pastors, striving to serve Jesus with all of our hearts and daring to imagine what he could accomplish among us. So I want you to be thinking about that. And I've got a date for you. I want you to mark down August 16th. August 16th, Dave and I are going to share in teaching a free webinar masterclass that I'm calling Dare to Dream. Dare to Dream. We're just going to spend an hour on this webinar masterclass on August the 16th. So be looking for some more information on that. I just wanted to give you that date. And then likely the Mastermind group will begin right after Labor Day. And as I put information on that together, you just need to go to coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind. Coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind. And all the information is going to begin populating right there. Depending on when you listen to this, there may not be anything there yet, but it's coming. So just remember, just mark down the date, August the 16th. If you're around, if not, we'll of course record it and you can watch it afterwards. But we'll talk about Dare to Dream and we'll segue that right into an invitation to the Mastermind Group. And if you don't want to do that, an invitation to the next best thing. I want every pastor to be able to be involved at whatever level they think they can be involved at. I don't want anyone to be left out. But we need to finish our series with Dave. So here it is. Here's commitment number six with my good friend Dave Bush. Dave Bush, thank you for joining us again today for commitment number six. We've gone through these five commitments this week, so it's been a packed week. It's been a lot of fun. It's been fun for me to listen again to them and just to process through them without you. So today we're on Commitment number six in your book, achieve, resolve, resolve to achieve your goals. I think the key word there is resolve, and the secondary key word is achieve. So talk to us about that. You bet. Yeah. Thanks for having me back and excited to get a chance to uh, uh, continue to share these ideas and these six commitments with everybody. And uh, hopefully they're being impacted from the previous sessions and the past episodes and uh, excited to get a chance to talk a little bit more about resolve. So, um, you know, in the dictionary, that uh, is this a typical pastor thing? Is I give the definition first, right? Isn't that <laughs> how we work? Uh, but the definition you got of us the word, tagged, right? <laughs> the de- definition of the word resolve in Merriam-Webster's dictionary is to find an answer or solution to something, to settle or solve something. There's also another definition that says to make a definite or serious decision to do something. And that's the one know, I would think of normally. That's the one I would, yeah, that would be mine as well. But this is another great one to make a formal decision about something, usually by a vote. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, when we think about the word uh, resolve in our own life about achieving our goals, and, you know, we've all kind of maybe gone down the path of goal setting. I, I love Zig Ziglar made a comment about the word goals is godly objectives assuring lasting success. 
Hmm. I think a lot of people get kind of mixed up about goals and that, you know, goals can get people too focused on what they don't have and they can become discontented with their current life. But I love the fact the way that he positioned them as godly objectives assuring lasting success. And I think that when you actually have a godly objective, I think that you should resolve. You should find an answer uh, to achieving that. And it's something that you would settle or solve. It would be something that you would make a definite or serious definition to do it. Or you would you would vote and you'd say, you know what, I've cast my vote. This is something I'm going to do. I'm going to terminate any other things that I have considered doing, and I'm going to resolve to go do this. And I may not accomplish it by the deadline that I set. I'm going to set a deadline because I know that that's going to create a sense of urgency and it's going to help me to prioritize it, but I may not achieve it by the goal date that I set. I may miss my deadline, but I will not fail to achieve my goal. I will continue to prove that to be possible for me. And uh, and when people make that level of resolution as a formal commitment, they have extraordinary success. They they go above and beyond what's usual, regular, and customary then to achieve those extraordinary results compared to those people that don't formally vote and say, I've cast my vote. This is what I'm going to do. Now, I guess you could always change your vote, but you know, for a season... 30 days, 90 days. I mean, I I like the 90-day extraordinary life challenge concept because I think that 90 days really helps you to have a breakthrough. But after 90 days, you may decide, you know what, maybe is this goal worth the sacrifice? You may decide to change that. And, you know, with good counsel and good coaching, you could have a shift. But I think that that would be the approach I would take. So I remember reading brain research on when we decide to do something the very thought about doing something, we decide something that we're going to do, and we write it down maybe as a goal, and that very act gives us a little bit of a high to make us feel like we've actually achieved it, and then often people don't, so they don't pursue that. They've, they've written it down, they've thought about it, and so in their head, it's kind of done. They feel good about it, and then they don't have that angst driving them anymore, and then they don't follow through. So What's your recommendation for you make a goal? How do you get off the dime to actually begin to accomplish that goal? And it doesn't just like, you know, water under the bridge. And then two days later, we've forgotten it. We don't know where our notebook is. Yeah, I think that it comes down to that formal decision. I think that the decision to start is to start to do that one thing that gets the process going. Um, The resolve or the resolution comes to stay doing it, right? It's It's the commitment to being consistent. Uh, Having resolve is a person that's committed to continuing to show up and continuing to decide to do it. But there's not, we don't have to make it more complicated than it needs to be to do it. You just got to decide to do it. And if it's just that one thing, so if it's to get healthier, you might say, well, I'm going to decide to make make a decision to start eating healthier today. I'm going to do it for the next 24 hours. I'm just going to do it. I may not be fully committed to doing it for the rest of my life, but today I'm going to choose to prioritize my health. And if it's deciding to go after other dreams or vocation or education to go back to get your advanced uh, degree or to get an advanced designation or training on a particular topic, it's just simply in that position of deciding to take that next step. And I'll I'll give you an example is that, uh, you know, fitness is a big thing for me. I really enjoy 
um, helping other people to live a healthy and fit life. And I too sometimes struggle. My thing is, Jeff, if I decide to just start the process, I have like a 500% chance of doing it. Just deciding <laughs> to drive to go to the gym. So one of my minimal micro habits is to decide to drive to the gym. Once I get to the fitness center, my chances of working out go up significantly. They go down significantly if I don't get in the car and drive over there. So small little micro habits can begin the process. And then it's the resolve or the, the commitment factor, the accountability and other things that keep you to finish doing it. Accountability is so huge with that. Last night I was sitting on the couch talking to my wife. It was about quarter to seven. And I looked at my watch and it said I had 1,950 steps for the day. I looked at my wife. I said, I got to get out of here. I got to go. <laughs> I changed my clothes. I went outside and an hour and a half later, I was home with over 10,000 steps. But if I hadn't looked at my watch and noticed that I was down 2,000, and if I didn't know what what 2,000 steps meant for a day, I might look and, wow, I've gone 2,000 steps today. You know, but I had in my head, you know, at least 10,000. And so I got out the door, but you're right. It, it, and once you do it, the chances of you doing it the next time go up and the, the percentage of your success probably increases with every layer and every day and every action that you take. How have you seen that with people that you've coached, particularly in, let, let's say non health related. I mean, a lot of what you do is health related. And so much of it overlaps and intermingles anyway. But where have you seen the percentage of success going up with increased repetition of the right decision or taking the right action? Yeah. Well, in every area, repetition is the mother of all skill, right? So if you have something that's hard to do, walking five miles like you did with 10,000 steps, that's hard to do. But walking a mile, 2,000 steps, is considered to be simpler, right? So if you start with something that matches your motivation level, you know, this is the, the thing that I have really had an, a mind-blowing experience is that, you know, I always thought about challenging people to a extraordinary level and, you know, telling them to go up, you know, like meet me at this level. I mean, this is something that you want to do. So if you really want to, you know, lose 60 pounds, if you want to change careers, if you want to would expand your opportunities in a particular area and you have a big dream. My thought was, is that you need to maintain that big dream. But what I found was, is that you have to break it down into those micro habits or those basic levels that meet you where you're at. Because if you have this disconnect of this is where you want to go and this is where I'm at, you can miss out on a lot of opportunities because of this significant gap that you have to accomplish. Whereas in if you break down that big dream into a daily habit or an hourly habit or starting something, just doing something like, you know, in writing this book, I don't consider myself a writer, but I chose to do the habits of what writers do, which is to write something every day. And because I wrote something every day, it became a habit, became something that I was committed to doing. And I, I decreased my expectation of the quality of the content that I was writing because that's what was frustrating me. So I wouldn't write if I didn't have good quality content. 
but that didn't serve me. I had to fail my way forward. I had to write every day. And in writing every day, it built a little bit more of a content base that kind of got me excited about working through that content and, you know, feeling like more ideas were coming through. So the commitment to being consistent was actually the thing that finished the book. It wasn't this big dream of writing a book that got me to finish the book. It was, I was doing something every day and every day I became a little bit more motivated and I set myself up with a micro habit that I could match with my motivation. I couldn't write a chapter every day, but I could write a paragraph. I could write a sentence every single day and that consistency became more motivating and the results, right? You know, I love the, uh, the fact that, you know, our results are part of our motivation. Dennis Waitley said it when he said, motivation is a contraction between two words. It's when you take action on a motive. So if you have a dream or a goal or aspiration and you just take action on it, Jeff, you're going to become more motivated because you're going to see the outcomes or the effects of the effort that you're putting forth. The outcome for you is this book, Live an Extraordinary Life. And extraordinary, as we went through this week in one of the episodes, I, I talked about extraordinary sometimes seems like this ultimate superlative, you know, like it's this, this way up here. Now, it's be, it'd be so hard to be extraordinary. And I just broke it down and it's just extra ordinary. Take the ordinary and just add a little extra and you're extraordinary. <laughs> you're extraordinary. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you know, a ton. But what's the alternative to that? The alternative is to live an ordinary life. And I mean, I suppose that's fine if that's all you, you know, you don't want to crash and burn. You just, but sometimes crashing and burning is an ordinary life. That extraordinary should become more normal in our parlance, in our vernacular, and not, let's say, like this ultimate superlative word, but that, that should be something that we are, we are shooting at is extraordinary. Dave, tell us a story or two of people that you've worked with that have achieved a goal, a desired goal. They resolved to achieve it and they achieved it and how it changed their life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could pull from a lot of different ones, but you know, in terms of um, helping people, I've helped other people to write books just as an example, which a book, you know, there's about 3 million people every year that have a goal or a dream to write a book. I think it's less than 3% actually ever do that. There's a 97% failure rate from people mm. that want to do it to actually doing it. So, you know, helping people get to a point where they actually finish the book and it's taking those exact same principles we just talked about, breaking it down into what are the daily minimum commitments that you're going to make and then staying connected to that, surrounding yourself with accountability, creating a form of measurement and feedback, you know, whether it's a friend or a family member or professional coach, I mean, could end up providing that kind of support and accountability. But writing books is an example of somebody that said, I had a dream of doing this and I just needed to start the process and I needed to start writing every single day and decreasing my expectation on what those words look like. And, you know, I'm not a perfect guy with English. And so I had a hard time with the concept of, you know, punctuation being in the right places and just tying the words together. But there's people out there that can help you to kind of stream that, streamline that. I actually got a coach. I got a coach that was going to help me to put all this stuff together. And then there's people out there that have, you know, lost weight or they've, you know, ran in a 5k or a half marathon. So, so give me, let's just call him John. 
Yeah. We don't need to know his so name. There's, uh, there's one. I'll, I'll give you an ex- uh, give you a name. Renee. Yeah. Renee is somebody that um, is a mom of four. Uh, she got special needs kids. Uh, her husband's a farmer. She runs a very busy life. She got to the point where she was about 75 pounds overweight. And she uh, used to be a runner when she was in high school. And she loved to run, but she hadn't run in years. And so she made a decision. She made a decision to start. She wanted an extraordinary life. And to her, what that meant was she was going to go above and beyond what was usual, regular, and customary every day for a season. So it took her eight months to lose 75 pounds. And as she got healthier, she got more excited and more motivated about beginning to run. Now, she couldn't run a 5K, so she started running a 1K. (laughs) So she just started doing (laughs) the very basics. And she um, had a dog that she was excited to get out, and the dog wanted to get exercise. So she would, you know, run, walk, or rock. (laughs) She'd rock her 1K, and then she would uh, come back. And over time, she just kept expanding and going above and beyond what's usual, regular, and customary. So she went from a 1K to a 2K. 2K to a 3K, 3K to a 4K. And then when she got to a 4K, she started to fail. She had some life issues. Some stuff Mm -hmm. came up. She didn't run as often. And it was a longer season. She didn't run the 5K by the time frame or the deadline that she wanted. But with some encouragement and some coaching and a commitment to continue to do it, she resolved she was going to run that 5K. And it was actually just yesterday I saw that she posted on Facebook that she ran the entire 5K without stopping, without Mm. knee pain and all the stuff that she had been dealing with and why she was beginning to get delayed in reaching her goal. But she did it and she celebrated it publicly. And it was so fun to be able to see somebody do something extraordinary. And here's the part, Jeff. This is the part that a lot of people don't fully understand is that everything affects everything. So if you just choose to do something extraordinary, in your life, that will compound into other extraordinary dreams becoming more of a reality because you prove to yourself you could do it. So that's why we talk about, you know, starting with your own personal health or starting with something that is um, exciting to you. If you have a vocational interest or a financial interest, I mean, paying off one credit card of $1,000 is the beginning of a snowball that could be paid off in, you know, where you could pay off $150,000 in debt by just starting with something. And once you start getting that ball rolling, you start seeing the impact, you start feeling the benefits of doing the right thing or doing the things that you want to do, and people will become more motivated to do it. So paying off debt, running 5Ks, writing books, losing weight, all those things come back to the very same thing. What do you want to accomplish? Why is it important to you? When do you want to accomplish it? Where are you going to spend the time to make it happen? Who are you going to partner with? And then how are you going to make it happen? And all of that stuff is inside the book that shows people how to move from wherever they are to wherever they want to go to be able to live their dreams and change their world. Dave, we're going to invite pastors to get involved in the very first Coaching for Pastors Mastermind. You're going to help me with it. I'm going to drag you in from time to time to give us some encouragement and direction. But talk to pastors. Uh, why do you think? What are the benefits of a pastor? And I, now I'll make it a little easier for you because I'm thinking about the pastor who's isolated, who's maybe out there in the rural area, a pastor who, you know, they may have a lot of people at their church, but there's not anybody they can really like open up with and talk to and wrestle through some of this stuff with. 
Talk to pastors just for a minute why they should consider being a part of this mastermind. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get a chance to partner with you on this, and I'm excited to get a chance to partner with others. And, you know, we talk about in the book, there's four different types of people. There's the people that are kind of rafting the river of an ordinary life, and they're kind of just going with the flow. And there's going to be some of those pastors that are going to be participating in this group that have decided that going with the flow and going over the waterfall of an ordinary life, you know, we call it ordinary, uh, ordinary life falls, where, you know, you go through the consequences of going with the flow. You have fallen into the plans of other people, and that's not treated you well. Those people are going to be a part of this group. We're going to have people that are in a valley of complacency. They're just kind of hanging out. They're not going with the flow, but they're not climbing towards the life that they've been dreaming about or climbing towards the life they've been called to. And then we've got some people that are going to be involved in this group. They're going to have had some success in achieving some things that were extraordinary, but they've kind of climbed into a comfort cave and they've kind of been camping out for a little while. And we all do that. You know, comfort caves are something that we've all spent time in. Uh, and then we're going to have some people that are going to be a part of this group that are cliff climbers. They are people that are in action. They're chasing big dreams and they're going after an extraordinary life. Uh, but they just need that extra edge. They need the accountability. They need the encouragement. They need the motivation. They need the, the strategy or just the dialogue. So you're going to get a chance to be a part of a dynamic group of people that are all moving towards their next peak. P-E-A-K. And every time uh, we get them a little closer to that next peak, it's going to excite them to want to continue to climb. So, and as a part of this group, what we're going to do is we're going to go work through the Extraordinary Life uh, book, and we're going to go through the Extraordinary Life planner. And so in 90 days, you're going to have uh, a lot more clarity on what it is that is your true calling. And I think that many of the people that are on this that are going to be participating, they have an idea of what their calling is, but maybe they haven't been answering it to the same level that they could. Maybe they have kind of drawn uh, the pillow over their ears and you know that alarm clock is going off and they can hear it calling them to a more extraordinary life, but they just haven't responded to it because of life circumstances or being overwhelmed or being scared or whatever. And, you know, I, I was reading uh, just the other day in, in Hebrews, I believe it was, and it was uh, the recap of all of the faith decisions that helped, you know, move the faith forward. And uh, each one of the lines, I think it's Hebrews 11 that starts with, and it was by faith and it was by faith. And I think that there's a lot of leaders and pastors that are living in fear and fear is overwhelming them from pursuing things that are extraordinary. So this group is going to create a faith-based community of people that are having conversations about what their true calling is. You might be in a position right now where you might be called to go to a different church or you might be called to relinquish some power and bring on somebody else to take on something and maybe be delegating more of what you have been good at for years so that you can go do the things that you're extraordinary at. You're gifted. God's calling you to a different level, but you're holding on to something that's good because you're scared of what it's going to be like to take a risk. So we're going to talk about, you know, what are some of the dreams, the things that you'd like to be and do and have? And what are some of the hard choices? What are some of the sacrifices? What are some of the investments that you need to make to live your extraordinary life. And we're going to encourage each other to fail our way forward. We're going to encourage each other to not look at failure as a person, 
or as um, the opposite of success. We're going to look at failure as a bridge and we're going to encourage each other to try new things and to test ourselves of what we're capable of because in the failure, that's what's going to create the opportunity. And we talked about this in previous sessions where, you know, failure is not what kills dreams. Fear and doubt kills more dreams than failure ever has. So we're going to encourage each each one of the members to challenge themselves and do something that's extraordinary and to fail their way forward. Even if they don't achieve what they want in the time frame that they want, the 90 days that we're doing this, we're going to help them to fail their way forward so that they can learn from their failures and position that as a bridge to get to where they want to go. We're also going to be sharing some perspective through the mastermind where you're going to be uh, given different perspectives and different ways of thinking about the challenges and circumstances and opportunities and weaknesses and strengths and about the things that you're dealing with. And you're going to have a safe place. You know, what's shared there stays there. Uh, nobody's going to take this information and go back and post it in the church bulletin. You know, this is going to be a place where you can come in and get perspectives on some of your biggest challenges or your biggest opportunities. And you're going to be opened up to a new level of thinking. And then the last piece is, is that we're going to be challenging you to resolve to achieve your goals. And we're going to give you a 90-day uh, challenge that's going to guide you through a process of organizing your life around what matters most. And we're going to give you a, a strategy towards priority management, time management, and action planning. So I'm super excited about it, Jeff. I think that this will be one of those life-changing experiences for people that choose to invest in it and uh, and really put their effort into it. It sounds like fun to me. And it's not one of these mega church, you know, super duper high level leaders, you know, they're going to blow your hair back with this thing. This is going to be something that we've done with coaching for pastors and with 200 churches where we just have normal people, normal pastors, everyday pastors get involved. And you, you know, you talked about doing it together, Dave, and I, I have to admit that I have never accomplished anything worth anything by myself. I mean, I've partnered with you on stuff. There's so many people that I've partnered with. And whenever you partner with somebody, you're doubling the skill set. You're doubling the heart. You're doubling the experience. You're doubling the personality scope. And it's just so much better. So I can imagine getting together 12 to 15 pastors in this first group. It's just going to be it's going to be phenomenal. So, Dave, thank you so much. I, usually, when I have lunch with somebody, if I'm going to pay the bill, I tell them. And when we get up, I'm like, "You you don't have to hang around. You you can take off. I got this." So, I'll give I'll share the details, Dave, of how they can uh, move forward on this. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, everybody. That's it, pastors. What a great conversation today with Dave. And the cool thing for me is he's only a half an hour away, and I really appreciate his partnership and his encouragement. Pastor, go to coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind, coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind, and be looking for your registration link to the August 16th webinar masterclass called Dare to Dream. And if you think you're going to be a part of this mastermind, that's the question I want you to be thinking about for the next two months. I want you to be thinking about, if I knew I couldn't fail, what do I want to be true on January 1st, and we're going to go after it together. Thanks so much for joining me and Dave today. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.